The Israeli military says it's rescued two of the hostages abducted by Hamas during a raid in the Gaza Strip. Their release from an apartment in Rafah was announced shortly after Israel carried out an intense aerial bombardment of the city. The two men, Fernando Marmon and uh, Louis Hare, aged 60 and 70 respectfully, are said to be in a good condition. They've been taken to hospital in central Israel. It's thought to be only the second time that Israel has carried out a successful military operation to rescue hostages. Dozens of Palestinians were reported to have been killed during the Israeli airstrikes in Rafah overnight. Residents told the BBC that there have been around 50 airstrikes in the early hours of Monday. Um, as well as that, helicopters and boats took part in the attack. Well, earlier, Benjamin Rad from the UCLA Center for Middle East Development told us more about the critical situation in southern Gaza. Rafa appears to be the very last refuge for uh, Hamas leadership and the remnants or what's left of Hamas's fighters, and also where the government believes that the, a good portion of the hostages may be kept, as we've seen from the two that were rescued. It also limits really where they can go at this point now as they get hemmed further and further to the south of the country. Now they're pushed against the border. The idea is to provide little opportunity for Hamas leadership, including Yahya Simwar and others, to find escape routes out of the out of the area. Benjamin Netanyahu must be coming under considerable uh, pressure. Uh, certainly the U.S. indicating that it's the welfare of those within the strip that they are concerned about. Um, and yet he remains defiant. Yes, and let's not um, pretend that it's a coincidence that this operation was scheduled at the time as the United States, those of us here, were watching the Super Bowl. So it was really meant to be, I believe, uh, timed in an opportune way to minimize attention and scrutiny. And also Netanyahu's position is that any attempt to seize operations or not pursue it to its utmost end, which he believes includes going into Rafah, would essentially hand Hamas an opportunity to regain control or to reconstitute itself. And also, lastly, is the pressure to put on Hamas as part of the ongoing hostage negotiations, because we've seen Netanyahu already rejected the counterproposal that Hamas offered last week. Benjamin, do you, do you think in a, in a conflict such as this that the solution is going to be a military one or not? Well, it depends on if the, if the main objective is to free the hostages, then no. A full military solution will very unlikely to lead to the safe um, uh, to the rescue of the remaining hostages. It's very difficult to see how that could be the case. And if it's going to be an enduring solution, not just a temporary one, it's going to have to involve more diplomacy and less military action. And ultimately, it has to involve something that creates a semblance of a Palestinian oh. state or um, autonomous governing entity. As it stands, we're not hearing any of that from the Netanyahu side. And that's what poses a problem. However, I, as you mentioned, he faces tremendous domestic opposition as well, specifically from right-wing members of his cabinet who are insisting that he not yield at all in these operations. As far as the Middle East goes, I mean, relations here are really being uh, threatened, particularly moving forward. I'm looking at future cooperation within the region, not just for Israel, but for the likes of the United States as well. Well, a lot of this will hinge on how quickly Israel can get in and get out of Rafah and continue the operations it is carrying out now. 
And secondly, we have the parallel track of negotiations taking place. And all indications from the State Department are that they are progressing and moving forward. They're speaking with very confident language that some agreement will be reached. And then we also know that the Saudis are very eager to see this all come to an end so they can resume talks towards normalizing relations with Israel. We know that this is something that's been sitting on the back burner, but that both countries have an interest in pushing forward. So the momentum is there, barring any um, catastrophic or horrific um, action by the Israelis that results in a large number of civilian deaths as part of this Rafah operation. That remains to be seen. That was Benjamin Rad there. We're going to cross live now to Jerusalem and speak to our correspondent there, Barbara Plett-Usher. Hello there to you, Barbara. Um, what more do we know about the hostages that were rescued first off? Well, they were rescued in quite a dramatic operation overnight in Rafah. Two older men, their names are Fernando Simon Marmon, age 60, and Louis Har, age 70. So they've been in captivity for 128 days, uh, but the army is saying they're in good medical condition, so that will be a relief for their families. And the military has been saying a little bit more about what went into it. They said they, two men were found in a residential building in Rafah on the second floor, that they had been monitoring that area for quite a long time, and then they spent, sent in a special uh, joint forces operation which involved the army, uh, this, the internal security service, as well as uh, special police forces. They breached the building with an explosive, they said. Uh, there was a lot of heavy gunfire during the rescue operation, and then there were the airstrikes as the, the team and the two hostages were extricated uh, from the area. And uh, the military spokesman said also that the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, as well as top military officials were monitoring it as it went ahead. Yeah, well, Daniel Hagari was speaking uh, just a short time ago. Did he make any reference to criticism of the their offensive in Rafah? Well, it's interesting because during this heavy bombardment overnight, the Palestinian residents of Rafah panicked because they thought this was going to be that ground offensive that Mr. Netanyahu has been talking about, but it wasn't. That is still being planned. The military is, has been tasked with a plan to come up for that, as well as a plan to evacuate the civilians. And you know there are more than a million displaced Palestinians who are sheltering in Rafah as a sort of last place where they could go as the Israeli army moved through the Gaza Strip, um, having people evacuate to the south. So Mr. Netanyahu has uh, been coming out and saying we will have a plan to evacuate them. We're working out the details. He hasn't given those details. He had a chat with that about, uh, with, about that with the uh, American president yesterday, who's very concerned about the possibility of heavy casualties, but also the humanitarian uh, situation there, which is already very grim, becoming much, much worse. And Mr. Biden told Mr. Netanyahu uh, that plan to evacuate, it has to be credible and it has to be executable. It has to be possible in order to protect this, the, the civilians. But that is not something that seems to be imminent because a plan like that um, will take some time. Barbara, just how strained are not only diplomatic relations in the region, but also amongst the allies um, that Israel counts upon, for example, the United States? I think things are quite strained uh, with the United States uh, because the Americans have been pressing the Netanyahu government um, very consistently and in person and on the telephone to tone down and tamp down on the military operation to do much more to let in humanitarian aid and to take measures to protect civilians. Now, they have had some success, but it's been quite modest. Uh, and, uh, and that is, uh, I think, frustrating the administration 
considerably. You have he heard uh, rhetoric from the Secretary of State that has been getting tougher, but also now from the President over the last few days, in which he actually called the military operation over the top in Gaza, something that many critics have been saying for a long time, including constituencies that are important to Mr. Biden politically, uh, but others as well. Um, in terms of the region, the, the, that is very tense at the moment, and I'll just focus on Egypt, which of course has a peace treaty with Israel, and that is a, has been an anchor, a cornerstone of regional stability for decades. Egypt, is, uh, according to reports, is saying that it would, uh, it would uh, tear up that treaty or pull out of that treaty if Israel carried out a ground invasion of Rafah. Now, they haven't been saying that publicly. Publicly, they have been warning of dire consequences, but just those reports give you some idea of how concerned the Arabs, and especially Egypt, which is on the border with uh, Israel and, and the border with Gaza uh, and Rafah, see any possible uh, major military operation in Gaza, in Rafah, sorry. Okay, Barbara Platasha, something to watch keenly there. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you.